Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 review. Oh! I'm, Sorry, I'm a, I'm a bit off sync. I'm my Andy Murray from What Culture to discuss everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also more off right now, AW. And this is Red Blade Baby. As well as pay per views, <laughs> premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a money quiz, of course, on wrestling. I sit in the same room as you all day, every single day, and I didn't have I don't have a clue about half the words you just said there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what's it like for the poor listeners? Oh goodness knows. Anyone oh let's check out this new podcast on that. Oh, this is completely impenetrable. <laughs> anyway, I'm joined by Andy at Hamlet and Sidge. I was going to say enjoying some well-earned time off. They've got time off. Yeah, they're, they're having time off, whether they're enjoying yeah. it or not. I mean, that's their life decision. Enjoyment really. is in the eye of the Garf holder in this case. <laughs> so, yes, Andy, um, have you been watching NXT 2.0 outside of, you know, when we have to be forced to work? <laughs> I'd say you're, you're sort of vaguely in the loop with this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, I keep up with it. I keep up with it because obviously you need to when you're in this, when you're in this, this business. I was just worried that you were just going to tune in and go, what is going what, on What's here? this nonsense? And that, that's if you've missed one week. Yeah. Nah, I skim watch it most weeks. Uh, I, 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 I get it recorded and I fire up my little skybox and I fast forward through a lot of it. Um, just to get a grasp of what's going on. So it's not really detail watching because I think um, if, 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 okay, if anyone in wrestling media is telling you that they sit through and they watch every single show at normal speed without fast forwarding through certain elements and they watch 7 million different companies, they're absolutely lying yes. to you. Uh, we, we, we condense, we cram, we speed watch, we watch just enough sometimes to get an overall view of the quality unless it's something that's in our immediate byline. So that's usually the case with me in 2.0. I see everything, I know everything that happens. Um, but I'm not sitting there watching every single minute of a 12 minute main event. Mostly today, <laughs> today, knowing that I was coming in, you know, you have to get, you have to be a professional. You have yeah. to more have a more studious approach. But uh, yeah, it doesn't glue me to the screen. But sometimes it's a fun diversion in this wacky Technicolor dream coat of a show. Yeah, me and Hamlet uh, sort of were. Marks. Going through raw, well, yeah. <laughs> going, through, going through your raw yesterday with a bit of a sort of fine tooth comb, looking for any tweaks that we might see under the Triple H regime, etc. I didn't feel it as much for this show. This felt like a, a regular NXT 2.0. No, no vast changes yeah. just yet. But I don't think anyone's really anticipating that in the first few days of Triple H nah, being in this job. Definitely not. Um, but it does seem to have sort of hit its stride in terms of. It knows what it is and it knows what it's trying to achieve. Do you yeah. think that's fair? Yeah, I mean it 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 certainly tries, right? Like that sounds like such faint praise, but there is an earnest attempt to like tell stories and yeah. progress things on the show. Compared to certainly Raw and SmackDown and what they've been for the past few months. Well, Raw really for the past I know. <laughs> add a number of years onto that um, a lot of the time. Like, so while everything might not be of the highest quality, and while obviously a lot of these wrestlers are extremely inexperienced and green and whatever, uh, you can see that the vast majority of the segments at least try to push something forward, yeah. and they have a purpose, and they exist, and, like, there's an earnest attempt at creating something here. Like, the storytelling style on this brand is extremely fast-forwarded. It's like... 
They're not even catering to goldfish attention spans. It's like a baby goldfish. Uh, something will happen and then it will be resolved in like a month. So even something going back a few months to like the, the Sanga, Grayson Waller thing, <laughs> yes. where like they were mates for a week and then Sanga lost and then they weren't mates and then they had a match. And it, this was over in the in the blink of my eye. It's it's like you've got on one end of the scale, you've got NXT, like you say, who who fly through stuff to, to some extent quite well. Yeah. Like the Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez stuff, I think has been some of the best stuff they've done this year. In my sure. Opinion. But even then it's like Roxanne could have taken a few more weeks yeah. off. Couldn't she? It's like, but I'm not necessarily faulting them for that. It's just how this brand is. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. You, so you've got that end of the scale and then you've got dynamite where they're like, <laughs> like get to the fucking points. Dynamite is like playing road rash on your mega drive back in the day. It's oh. just a hundred miles an hour stuff coming at you. So yeah, it's different brands of, Different breeds of kind of fast forwarding, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's a, there's a there's a space in the middle where everything can be fast paced and entertaining, but stories also yeah. don't have to take six months. We know where they're heading. Yeah, that's Just get to it, but we also don't have to get to it next week. That's the kind of thing with dynamite, isn't it? Like an average episode will cram so much in, but yeah, there is this storyline that's lasted six months or whatever. 2.0 it's like it's bite-sized it's yeah. kind of it's kind of delicious in that way you're not buying a box like a whole box of cornflakes that's going to last you two weeks or whatever mm. you're buying one of those little selection boxes oh yeah you know those ones you used to take in the caravan that is a sign holiday. you are on holiday you, this is it if you eat them normally you're a serial killer <laughs> no pun intended you're jd mcdonough yeah like like no one sits they don't do they well maybe children sometimes occasionally i have been known in the past to as an adult go to the supermarket when it's a nice day. If I want to just create a vibe, I'll go and I'll, I'll, I'll go to the supermarket and buy the selection box, right? Open the back door, sunny day, nice coming in, wear clothes I'd only wear on holiday to pretend that I'm on vacation. Smart, yes. There you go, see, I'm all about, like, I'm Mike, like Michael Sidgwick. See, when lockdown hit, I became a vibe guy. Yes, so I like that. There's a there's a, a cool way to spend your and weekend. You've already fit in well on the podcast. We've already stopped talking <laughs> about wrestling and immediately started talking about food. Yeah. Regular listeners will realise nothing's changed. Oh, wait till they learn about the cereal we've got in the office at the moment. Oh, oh boy. We're legally not allowed to... Well, we are. <laughs> not legally not allowed to. I think IRS will, will come after us. We may we may well be talking about it on a video coming to your screen soon. I wish Michael Hanflow was here to talk about that. Oh, right. Fresh. Uh, let's talk about this show, though, because it started... We with could the just biggest, keep talking about food. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest <laughs> understatement of all time. Been a newsworthy few days in WWE, said Vic Joseph, to start the show. You don't save it. Yeah. What's he referencing there? Very clever. Um, but the show opened with the winner of the Battle Royal last week. Really good Battle Royal and a deserved yeah. winner and a great return. Zoe Stark, she comes down to the ring. Uh, from the crowd for her. Um, she's saying how great it is to be back in the ring. She said she may, she thought she may never feel this again. Um, you do have to feel for her when anyone talks about tearing both the ACL and MCL straight off the bone. Mm. Oh, Goodness I love it. Me. I love these gory details. Like Cody, uh, Cody, uh, Cody speaking recently about how his muscle became like detached and stuff. It was, what is the muscle doing when it, is it just floating yeah, around? I don't, I don't, I've could never you, been that could you accidentally, seriously injured because I don't do anything yeah. that strenuous. Like, say you dislodge a pet, could you accidentally piss it out one morning? Like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know anything about medical stuff, obviously, but I love, I love these descriptions because to a, a complete idiot like me, it sounds like the peck or. The, the ACL is just floating around Zoe Stark's foot or Wait, something. I've had this splinter in my finger since the weekend, and I've not shut up about it. <laughs> like, that's the limit of me being like... Your poor wife. Well, guys, I didn't know, didn't know if I was going to be back on the podcast, uh, but uh, got the splinter out. <laughs> so good to be back here again. She's tearing ACLs and MCLs off the goddamn you're like, bone at you're like John Cena habit. in the Royal Rumble. Yes. Speaking of which, she said she sort of described a John Cena-esque recovery. She sort of said she was told that she'd be out for more than a year she could beat that time. Uh, there was hard times physically and mentally. Would the fans remember her? Would they still care? But yes, they do. And they chant her name. Uh, and she pointed backstage, talked about living in the trainer's room, busting her butt to return. <laughs> uh, and she came back four months ahead of schedule, night of the Battle Royal. And it all made the pain and hard times worth it. Look at me now, she says. She's the number one contender for the Women's Championship. Uh, and the only thing that now stands in her way is toxic attraction. Uh, the same woman that nearly ended her career. She's going to take the title from Mandy Rose. Before she can go any further, though, she's interrupted by Cora Jade, boo, who's up in the little that eagle line. nest bit. 
that line that oh so glad to have you back said no one ever oh my god who wrote that it's, it was that it was a toss-up between that and uh so good to have you back not not basically <laughs> said she's she's already sick of stark uh and stark says oh last time i saw you i was hoying you over the top rope to win the battle royal uh and jay's like well everyone teamed up on me you stole my moment uh and uh, Stark says, well, everyone saw your moment, talking about a heel turn, of course. She said it was disgusting. You put the you put the NXT women's tag titles in the trash. You're a piece of trash, she says. <laughs> uh, they start arguing. Out come Toxic Attraction to interrupt them. And uh, Mandy Rose says, no, oh, it's so cute you're arguing over me. And we all know that I could easily beat all of you. Tomorrow, I become the fourth longest reigning women's champion in NXT thing. history. What a weird thing to brag about. It's like... What, what, congratulations, you are the third least worst. <laughs> uh, it did, it was quite impressive with the name she dropped. So she's yeah. like, bye Bailey, yeah. bye Charlotte, bye Rhea Ripley, bye Raquel Gonzalez, and tomorrow, Paige, toodaloo to her too. Toodaloo to her too is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's basically saying, put some damn respect on my name. And Stark says, I've got the perfect way to put some respect on your name. When you put the title on the line right here tonight. And instead, Gigi Dolin accepts uh, Zoe Stark's challenge, yeah. and the match is set up for later on. Uh, a promo train, so the more things change, the more things stay the same within WWE. Yeah, this was this was all right, wasn't it? It was fine. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, the, Good stuff from Stark, I thought. Yeah, I think, like, when you hear the, the real, like, some of these lines are, like, really bad. Like, the set, the nut, and the said no one ever, and the whatever else. But almost endearingly so. I think NXT yeah. 2.0, for me at least personally, has done this full circle where when it started off, it was like, ah, oh, this is really crap, but fun. And then you got a couple of months in and I was like, oh, this is just green people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And now, now that some of it is actually crafted, uh, uh, the rubbish bits are endearing again. Yeah, to a certain the script is awful, like you say. Oh, yeah, yeah. The script, I should say. Compl- is, is like awful. the worst writers in WWE are putting these together. But to a certain extent, you do want to say, right, you need a va- more, far more of an outline for these guys yeah. because then then you would. Yeah. So that makes a little bit of sense. But yeah, I'm never. I'm never. Going to have a go at a Cora Jade or a Zoe Stark yeah, or even a yeah. Mandy Rose because they're being told, make sure you say exactly. the toodaloo to her too that that took Jeff all weekend to write. Exactly. And the <laughs> the grand hope that, you, that is that these people eventually find their own voices and yeah. learn how to express themselves in different ways. Uh, I, Zoe was really good here, I thought. I thought she came off extremely well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always a popper for the knee brace over the jeans. Oh. I think it looks so cool, and it reminds you that she's a bit dead as well. Like she's still <laughs> yeah. hurt and she's still recovering. Uh, the the returning early from injury, like the Lazarus recovery thing, is is always works. It's always good. Uh, and you've got a, a sort of get out jail free card if she doesn't win the title yeah. as well. Mandy Rose can w- work the knee. Like oh, I'm talking about her, like she's Zack Saber Junior. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like she'll target the knee in the match, and it's a ready made story. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fine a fine little segment. Um, I, cu- I could not get over bra- until she read the name. So I was like bragging about being the fourth best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what that is? It's like, you know those crane games you get where like you're at a fun fair or whatever. These things are big in Japan, I understand, where like it's a little crane and it tries to grab a toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like never works because it's kind of rigged against you. But you have to do it like 50 times to get the prize. It's a bit like that. It's like I've, I've got a Pikachu or a Snorlax, but I spent 50 pounds <laughs> yeah, you doing just it. Yeah, bought it from a shop for yeah, 10 so, quid. It's a really weird thing to brag about, but uh, I, I was it was it was a promo train, but a pretty effective one. And uh, I mean, you don't really need to insult like going tearing these things apart is a bit fruitless. Impromptu match, granted, but at least not the main event. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll allow it to a certain extent. And Sidge isn't here, so he's he's not. And I sincerely doubt he's going to be worried about this right now. Sitting, yeah. sitting by the pool, sipping mojitos or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think he's sitting there in his all inclusive, picking up his first drink of the day at nine a.m. Going, gee, I wonder. Son of a bitch, an impromptu yeah. match. <laughs> I can't believe a impromptu match. Who's the fight? Is Mandy Rose the? But he's not Actually, doing that. No, he might be. Oh, uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, right, it's someone who does know their characters, Grace and Bloody Waller. Uh, he's walking backstage. He's cutting a promo his... on the audience. Yeah, put your bloody phone down and stop texting your girl. She isn't interested. She wants to shag me. Basically, <laughs> uh, he's got a match coming up in a second. But before that, we go to the the star of the show, oh, God. Tony D. Tony D is there with the family. Okay, they got that uh, eight man coming <laughs> later on tonight, and he's talking it up. He says. Tonight, 
we impose the will of the family. <laughs> Stacks, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? You remember time we, that time we shook down that Stu Not Carmine Jr. for those washer dryers? Stack goes, Yeah, wait, boss. We blinched his eyes. <laughs> and after that, he was seeing clean. It's a good joke. He goes, <laughs> That's a good joke. It's a good one, Stacks. He says, Electra, you've proven yourself. Joaquin and Cruz, you have been stepping up lately, learning my ways, executing my vision. I got a really good feeling about the direction of the family right now. But remember this. Loyalty is not a one-and-done thing. You are always proving your worth. So tonight we roll into that eight-man tag and we grant some skulls. Diamond Mine, Creed Brothers, you can yell, you can scream, you can think this is personal. But it isn't. It's just business. Tony D business. <laughs> we'll see out there what promo this was. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> so it's any summer. Yep, it was something. Uh, the bleach line was very good. Very good. I just, I'm just, I'm just happy. Spoiler alert: we got through another episode and the family were okay. Yeah, because them and Diamond Mind never have good weeks. The, the big man hasn't shown back up to to put. A, a I mean, put, that's when the tag title's gone the line, isn't it? That's yeah, basically when he's going to show up. So oh yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. Like, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, yeah, enjoy this holiday because uh, it was rubbish. Me and Hamlet were talking about this. It was rubbish when they lose that match where it's like you got to join with the, the yeah. family now. Now you're friends, and then it's just immediately John Cena in the Nexus yeah. and just I'm going to destroy it from the inside. It's like oh, I didn't realize that was an option. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not it, really that much of a punishment being forced to join a family that you are just going to destroy, is it? Yeah, it's all it's it's such contrived wrestling stuff, kind of done to a wild level because it's like mob guys and Legado, who we decided were mob guys mm. uh, arbitrarily <laughs> when they needed someone to work with. Uh, yeah, I disappointed he said Carmine Junior and not Little Carmine because that would have that would have been a nice uh, a, you know a nod to the TV show that this character borrows liberally. <laughs> what's that? What's from. that? What's uh, The Wire. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next up, we got uh, Wesley versus Grace and Bloody Waller. Uh, me and Hamlet thought this was maybe a chance for Wesley to get his win back, but it is going in a certain direction, and that direction involves another one of our favorite wrestlers on NXT. But ooh, that being Trick Williams. Uh, early on, Wesley showcases what a bloody brilliant wrestler he is. He's too quick. Com- Wall is far too overconfident, basically. Too fast. Lee drop kicks him to the floor, hits him with a suplex. Uh, when we come back from the break, Wall has managed to sort of ground Lee. Get down there. Works him over. Uh, as a uh, sort of sit-out, fireman's carry slam by Waller gets him a near fall. And then he thinks this is a good idea to slap Wesley in the face. <laughs> it isn't a good idea. That sort of fires him back up. He slaps Waller. Uh, across his face that turns into chops and he dives to the ropes the tope suicida gets back in the ring they're both back in the ring he goes up top but he gets shoved off the turnbuckle and falls to the floor gets back up he's looking to get back in the ring but Grayson Waller takes the referee and someone who looks suspiciously like Trick Williams it was Trick Williams (laughs) stands up he's got a trench coat he's got a mask he's got a hat on I think the hat also said Trick Willie which might have given a bit of a clue (laughs) anyway hat uh, trench coat, uh, mask, all that. Boxing gloves. And he just nails Wesley in the back of the head. Lee crumples down. You go, oh, God, we're getting a count out. But they didn't give a count. We got no. a finish. Uh, Lee dived in to break the count just before he got counted out and walked straight into Grayson Waller's mint flippy diving cutter finisher uh, inside thing. Inside out I thing. love it. It's weird. He gets the one, two, three, and then post-match, in comes Trick Williams to stand over Lee, a bit like Muhammad Ali, and, and I think it was a Joe Fraser fight. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't like to see Wesley lose. I don't like to see all these shenanigans all the time. But this, hopefully, Andy, is heading towards Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. That is a money match. Yeah, that would be a, that would be absolutely tremendous, particularly if they just they don't interfere with it at all and just go, hey, hey, guys. Do your thing for yeah. 15 minutes or whatever. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, this it's a pretty foolproof thing, this, really. On NXT, where so much of it is like green guy versus slightly less green guy or whatever, uh, it's pretty foolproof to put two of your best wrestlers in the ring. Yeah. Uh, it, like And, like, they both had a really strong grasp of their character in this as well. Um, Waller trash-talking and, like, taunting and stuff really early, and he's feeling himself... But then Wesley out-wrestles him, and he's a bit panicky. Like, I really enjoyed the bit where he, like, 
he saw the kick coming and flung himself into the into the turnbuckles because he was scared of the impact. <laughs> like that's good, good annoy. Like Grayson Waller's really annoying in a really good way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, this was this was good. I think it was probably the best thing on the show, to be perfectly honest. Possibly, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a hot take, um, but yeah, d- decent. I think the Trick Williams integration is like it's really strange how they're like, oh, there's a person there and we kind of know who it is and oh yeah no there he is he didn't need to be mysterious yeah it was a bit flat bit weird uh weird's a word i'll be using a lot later on this show by the Mm -hmm. way um soft bones um (laughs) whatever it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah this was this was decent waller wrestles to his to his character better than probably anyone else yeah i think i think they know what race model is when he was like the giant killer and you were like uh, or not the the giant killer legend killer yeah uh you were like randy borton eh eh? he's just he's just an annoying git who often gets wins through no i was gonna say no fault of his own through no skill of his own but that finisher is one of my favorites in wrestling right now, so I'll allow it. Pain in the ass influencer. Yeah, That's exactly. What he is, isn't it? <laughs> he wears the boxing shorts, which always puts me off a little. It's a bit weird. He's but... about four different people, wasn't he? He was yeah. an influencer. He was like a ladies' man. He's... Show stealer. Yeah. Yeah. All the gimmicks. <laughs> All of them. He's found his way now. Uh, speaking of gimmicks, Mackenzie is backstage with the jism. Oh, sorry, the schism. The jism. Uh, Joe Gacy and the dead. Uh, oh, my poor boys. Um, they say they've crossed over the road to acceptance <laughs> and inclusion. Uh, and Gacy's asked about his interest in... Cameron Grimes. <laughs> he says, Cameron, I feel your pain. Uh, this isn't about championships, though. This is about the loss of a father figure. Jungle Boy called and he wants his storyline back. Yeah. <laughs> he can be that father figure. Just join the jism under the tree. Uh, and the messages for, for Grimes and, and everyone are going to continue next week. Oh, good. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm Cameron Grimes. I want to sit under Joe Gacy, Zach Gibson, and and James Drake's jizz tree. But we'll <laughs> we'll see what, what he's What are they now? Mick Jagger and Robbie Fowler. Rip. Rip. <laughs> Rip Fowler. Right. And... <laughs> Someone Jagger, isn't Jagger, it? Jagger Reed. Jagger Reed, Mick Jagger, and Robbie Fowler. I'm just going to, because that's blatantly <laughs> what they've done, haven't they? It's so silly as well, because it's like Zach Gibson is Rip Fowler because he likes Liverpool Football Club, I guess. Of all the people that I, I, I realise, I'm just, I ranted about this previously. I'm going to rant about it every time I see it, because I, I'm not going to name any other names, because it's like when people say, oh, so and so shouldn't be fired. This person should be fired. Yeah, no one should be sucks. fired. Yeah. But if you're going to repackage anyone, why these two? Yeah. They were fine. Yeah. And then you've brought in Pretty Deadly, right, to come in to be annoying British git tag team. You already had one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm it, sorry. It, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Uh, yeah. It's weird. They they have, like, Zach Gibson in particular has such a strange look without the goatee and the contact lenses in, doesn't he? Like, yeah. he looks like a completely different human, which I guess is what they're going for. So it's probably good. I do My like... My only hope is when we get the Daniel Bryan leaving the Wyatt family with them, effectively. Yeah, and they just kick this guy's ass. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the only hope. I think not that they get stuck with him forever. It's, it's good that they're not pretending that they're totally different people, I guess, because, like, Zach... Sorry, Rip is still doing his. I'll finally be recognised. Like that's quite cute. Yes. But the problem. I like the fact that James Drake on his Twitter was like, as James Drake was like, yeah. "What's everyone talking about?" Yeah. Because <laughs> he was just yeah. pretending he's a completely different person. I'm a trainer in England. What's yeah. going on? Uh, what's going on, guys? It's weird. <laughs> it, it, the, the thing about this gimmick is that it's it's like a shallow gimmick masquerading as something deep. Yeah. They t- How many times have we seen this recently? Right. Well? Exactly. It's like high concept. Like this cult leader guy who's like supposed to be like creepy and smiley and stuff and he's intoxicating and manipulating these folk but not really explained how he's doing it there's no believable like indoctrination process it's just like oh yeah i have this effect on people that is magical almost and yeah it's it's not ambiguous in a particularly interesting way um and i'm not gonna have a go at joe gacy the person no of I course think joe not. gacy actually pulls off this character pretty well he does a good job and he's an extremely talented but man storyline why would you go he loses all the yeah, time the materials are not the most compelling is it he, he, he had brom breaker like in the best place he could possibly have him to win the world title for him and he still lost yeah yeah so i feel a bit, a bit pushed bad him for off gacy a, and the guys in this pushed him off a scaffold 
Gates. we forget. And then he was eating all. But eating all I am in. in it, someone poisoning the mind of Cameron Grimes. Ray Wyatt. I'm kind of here. He's for. kicking about somewhere. Could be. Heck. What if this was all the beans doing in the end? That's what I hope Maybe with every storyline, to yeah. be honest. Me too, and the fly. Uh, Ariana Grace is uh, watching back footage from last week's Battle Royal uh, and is not happy about Indy Hartwell knocking her off her apron and uh, robbing her fans of a moment. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh as I said that <laughs> sentence. Uh, Indy walks in and says, hey, there's no bloody timeouts in a Battle Royal. You'd have done the exact same thing. And Grace says, I never would. I'm a former beauty pageant winner. And Indy goes, and? <laughs> yeah. Quite rightly. This isn't ballet. This isn't a beauty pageant. She walks off. There's going to be a match later. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then it was time for <laughs> Zion Quinn versus Apollo Cruz. Um, Zion Quinn can't buy a win at the moment, can he? Jeez. Yeah, poor boy. Um, he uh, He's being dominated by the smaller guy, obviously, because Apollo Cruz has got more experience in there early on. He's bumping and feeding, takes a sprint, stinger splash. Uh, he gets hit with a short arm clothesline. That puts him down for a two count. And then uh, Cruz goes up top. And I don't know what happened here, whether it was a botch or a miscommunication, but it was meant to be, it looked like a relatively straightforward sort of high cross they were yeah. going for. Yeah. And Zion Quinn went down in installments. It was like, yeah. Strange. Maybe just a miscommunication. Yeah. It happens. It they happens. trade near falls, basically. Uh, but then Quinn gets hit with a backstabber into a sort of, I couldn't work out when I watched it whether it was a choke slam or a spine buster or a combination of the two from yeah. Cruz. Either way, he gets the one, two, three. Good. Cruz gets a win. He vanquishes Zion Quinn. Cruz is being lined up, presumably, for possibly whoever wins out of Breaker and J.D. McDonough. You'd think so, but they'll probably book that person against Zion Quinn now for the banner. Probably. Pardon me, I just burped in the camera almost. <laughs> Not the camera, the microphone. That's disgusting. Sorry. Um, just, yeah, yeah. Typical NXT 2.0. Oh, here he goes. No, no, no. I'm no. setting something up here. Oh, okay. Typical NXT 2.0 match. Uh, experienced guy versus less experienced guy. There's a, still a disconnect with Zion Quinn, I think. And it was evident in this match. Uh, like, there were so many little bits and pieces here. Like, obviously, that high cross is the most obvious one. But there was multiple other moments where the movement was a bit jerky. Like, the way they connected with each other was, like, like mm. a judder. Uh, most notable to me was when Cruz went off the ropes and he came into came into Quinn, who like barged him to the ground, and it was like it was stiff, like they weren't prepared for what each other were doing, um, which you'd imagine is maybe a chemistry issue. Maybe they yeah. just don't they just don't click in the ring. Quinn's a weird case. Um, he's like this good looking, intense, tall guy who attempts to at least project some intensity and he's doing all these faces when he's applying holds and stuff and grr, but it's not, it doesn't feel all that authentic yet. He's like the ideal creator wrestler you made in SmackDown 2 when you were a teenager. Like, I'm going to make, yes. a, I'm going to make a tough guy. <laughs> He'd look exactly like Zion Quinn. And he, if you describe him without watching him wrestle, he sounds incredible. Like the tattoos, the muscles, the spiky hair, the, the girding like tough metal dude. Uh, but it's it doesn't quite project a level of yeah. menace yet. Um, so he's clearly a project. He's someone I can see them pushing to a high level for a number of reasons. But mm. yeah, it's, it could do with a bit more reps. I could, agree. could do with like a more robust house show routine than NXT offers. Um, so I'm interested to see how he what, he... what does he look like three or four years from now? I have no idea. He might be exactly the same. He might be amazing. Who knows? But yeah, okay, cool. Here we go. Mm. I like Apollo. I He's love Apollo, yeah. He's a very good man. Exactly. And uh, just nice to see him being able to wrestle regularly, to be honest. Yeah, not doing not doing the gimmick. Not, not, not being on TV for about six months of pop, which was his reality for a while. Yeah, good for him. It's... You know, 2.0 is what it is, but he's getting on there every week. So probably mm. a lot more fulfilling for him than being benched. Mm. And now uh, his old mate, Commander Aziz, he's kicking about with uh, Cora Jade yes, on the house shows. Yeah, yeah. That's random. I'm kind of into it. I like it as having a weird sort yeah. of bodyguard for her. Strange. I mean, look at the size of her, but yeah. also look at the size of Roxanne Perez who's going after her. She definitely doesn't need yeah. a bodyguard, but I, I mean, do like the concept. Commander Aziz is, is about his one of his legs probably has the same body mass <laughs> as, as Cora Jade, so it's going to be an interesting visual, isn't it? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, I'm going to take a bit of a victory lap now, Andy Murray. What, with uh, the Saray segment? Yes. <laughs> okay. Not to do with the Saray side <laughs> of things, because we all know she could be doing far better things. Mm-hmm. But Mackenzie's there with Toxic Attraction and reveals that there is going to be a title match in three weeks with Zoe Stark at... Do you remember what the show was going to be called? Um, yes, uh, Heatwave. This ECW. is a clip from yesterday's preview. Like, Halloween Havoc is in October, so I think they'll like sneak one in before then. Summer? Yeah. You've got all these women that you love being like, look at them in bikinis. Do some summer-based thing. Oh, what, was, what was the poolside... Is that a great American bash? Great American, great, the great American, American bash. Like so they use next day pool party as an excuse to the great American what? bash. So like, call it heat were, wave. They were at the freaking beach in March. There he is. The heat stands for Heyman. I uh, like they haven't mentioned this before. I when they said it, I was like, "Am I an influencer?" I think uh, Bruce Pritchard listens to the pod. Shawn Michaels. Because I was thinking, did they announce this? And I've just gone, "Oh, call it like like me saying, oh, you know what? They should, should call.'" Uh, the next AEW pay-per-view, uh, all out. <laughs> like, it's already a thing. But I, I don't think it was. I was just completely thrown by this. I yeah. was like, cool, I guess I'm a TikToker now or something. <laughs> You're Grayson Wallace. Yes. I think uh, there's a really boring explanation that I'm not going to dive into because it pours cold water on okay. why they've called it Heat Wave. Um, but I, mean, I think I, it's the reason I gave. Yeah. Let's get more women around are, the pool in bikinis. There are 100% people in WWE and AEW who listen to these podcasts, yeah. and uh, that's where they've got it from. Don't forget, really? if you are listening, Tony, um, you can get a five-star review review, something short crap and wrestling related. I uh, want one of these people to break the mask and just leave a review under their real name. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to out any wrestlers who imagine? we know. But imagine Chris Jericho oh, shows yeah. up. He's off. He's not. He definitely gives one star to just knock us down in the right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we the ones and, you know, he the twos. But, you know, there's a few of them that would surprise people. Eh. I love teasing them with stuff like yeah. this. Uh, right. Mandy says, anyway, this match with Zoe Stark that's meant to be going down at Heat Wave uh, is going to be cancelled once Gigi Dolin beats Zoe Stark. In comes Saray, though. She says, well, I wasn't in the Battle Royal. I was over in England. I get. I need to. I want a shot at the t- title. And JC says, well, slags Saray off, basically. <laughs> And uh, Mandy says, I didn't forget what you tried to do to my face. And I remembered, oh, yeah, I love that dropkick in the ropes that she does. Uh, she's going to face her next week. Like, I'm sure you reflect often what we say on this podcast. Saray, phenomenal pro wrestler, does not need Japanese schoolgirl transforms into wrestling gimmick. Yeah, what was the bit about I don't care what version, I don't care what type of, like, what character you are, I'm going to beat you. So it's like... Calls back to that time Tiffany Stratton beat her up before she could get to the ring so she couldn't transform and be a wrestler. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. She's very talented, and uh, I wish she was doing something better. Yeah. Uh, speaking of very talented, uh, Von Wagner. Oh, actually, <laughs> it was Solo Sakura, actually. Uh, he gave props to Von <laughs> Wagner after this ongoing fight of theirs where they keep jumping each other and, and being torn apart, basically. Uh, we get a recap of him attacking him before SmackDown the other week. 
And uh, and uh, Solo says, yeah, if you really want to play good, let's see where the fight goes. Falls count anywhere next week. There's going to yeah. be more Von Wagner later on this show. Yeah, there is. Solo is a very convincing talker. Mm. He speaks, unsurprisingly, just like his brothers. Exactly. So he's really good. I love him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and then we got the Zoe Stark versus Gigi Dolin match. JCJ and Mandy Rose at ringside, of course. Their distraction initially allows Gigi to get the jump on uh, Stark. Works her over, hits her with knees and elbows, puts her in a bow and arrow submission. But Stark manages to escape, fights back, gets a two count. Uh, oh. And then Stark hits Dolin with a super kick points at Mandy Rose like, this is your future, Mandy, and hits this sort of mint spinning modified GTS, it looked like, to get the one, two, three. Post-match, JC Jane tries to slide in and jump her. She gets kicked out of the ring, uh, and Stark turns around uh, just to see Rose, and she goes after her. There was still a bit of invisible wall stuff here, but I did like the fact that, that when Mandy Rose sort of like couldn't quite get under yeah. the bottom rope. She was scrabbling to go after her. They That's, improvised it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then she's staring at them uh, as they stand on the ramp, and, and they're all selling, of course. And Cora Jade pops in the ring, twats her with a kendo stick, and then Roxanne Perez is back to chase her off and make the save, and Jade hightails it out there. Your thoughts on all this? It was very nice, very polite of Toxic Attraction to just kindly get out of the way so that uh, Roxanne Perez could do her whole entrance. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, I mean... The, Gigi is a safer person to use in this role than JC Jane. Yeah. Um, yeah, fine, basic WWE-style three-minute heat match. Uh, I think that having Zoe wiping the floor with one of Mandy's sidekicks in front of her is a really good way to present her as dominant and somebody Mandy should be afraid of. And the the sending a JC and then Mandy trying to attack afterwards is is like a nice cherry on top of that. So, yeah, it's... It's typical stuff in a lot of ways, but it's effective. And uh, Zoe comes out of it looking good. Roxanne's back. She's great, obviously. Um, Kendo sticks a lot safer than a breaking skateboard for a weapon. Yes. <laughs> so glad they pivoted. I just like the fact that the baby faces don't look dumb. Yeah. Like Zoe Stark like knew, dopes. as soon as I win, they're, they're going to try and use the numbers advantage. Yeah, she just beat everyone's ass. Yeah, that's going to be neglected yeah. uh, and then be negated, sorry, by uh, potentially by Roxanne Perez when we get to Heat Wave in three weeks. Still going to be a numbers advantage. Still going to be the, the specter of Cora Jade hanging over all this. But at least she's not just like, well, I guess we're going to have a fair well, one-on-one fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. It is what it is. They do a good job of utilizing lots of moving cogs and pieces in mm. this division, at least. All right, J.D. McDonough arrives at the building. Oh, he's skipping the Wendy Chu vignette. No, I, oh, oh, I forgot that it's the wrong way around. Oh, he arrives and gives his jacket to someone, says, I'm a member of the paying public. W- then we have the Wendy Chu nightmare. Okay, I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about that, but that's why I mentioned it. Yes. <laughs> So Wendy Chu is, is in bed. She's having nightmares of attacking her and beating her up and winning the match against her, of course. Uh, and she hears Tiffany saying, I need to leave a Wendy behind. Uh, and then we see the Battle Royal and her doing the sort of Kofi Kingston survival spot yeah. and then getting twatted in the head by Tiffany with the cup <laughs> to get eliminated. Uh, and she wakes up. And she stubs her toe on the nightstand and she goes to get a drink, but she's run out of drink. Uh, and she's staring in the mirror and she says, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, Tiffany. This she's isn't Undertaker. Over. <laughs> this isn't over. And next time I see you, rest. No, it'll be lights out for you. <laughs> I think we all thought on this podcast, Andy, that the Wendy Chu character kind of run its course. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, this was complete nonsense. Um, but I don't. I kind of appreciated it in a way because it's not like you can't sit here and go, yes, this was good. She said lights out because she likes sleeping, right? You can't, no one can convince me that this is quality content, but I kind of appreciate how on the nose dumb it is uh, Mm. in a way. Like every sentence Wendy Chu speaks is related to taking a nap or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's children's TV, man. <laughs> what, what more do you want me to say? I genuinely thought, right, well, at least the Tiffany Stratton feud's over, and apparently that's not the case. This yeah. feud must continue. The feud must continue. Tiffany's got a hell of a resume when it comes to weird feuds, hasn't yes. she? Re- sorry, resume. <laughs> right, Daddy. then it was time for uh, Jane McDonough. Yeah, he's he's a member of the paying audience. This guy's a freak. That's also, what he also is. gets a live microphone, apparently. Yes. Uh, he, he felt like he needed to apologise. He didn't get the chance to induce himself. He's too busy beating the crap out of Bron Breaker. Uh, and he walks around the crowd and does some crowd work, Andy. 
What's in the news? What's in the news? Hey, airline food. What's the deal with that, right, guys? Popcorn. Uh, yeah, guy's eating popcorn. He says, loads of people die when they eat popcorn in America. He says, chew carefully. Look, guys, all right. Walks over to the timekeeper. He says, oh, timekeeper, you ring the bell whenever there's torture in the ring or whatever it might be. He says, oh, what hammer are you using there? It was so weird. Do you know this. what hammers do to human hands, Adam? What do they do? Uh, break the soft little bones. Yes, that's what he said he was going to do. Uh, he said, doesn't even take much pressure. Swing carefully. Well, I hope your hand's not on the ring bell. That's not going to work, is it? <laughs> it would muffle the sound, JD. He uh, he flirts with uh, is it Alicia Taylor, the announcer. That's, that's the one. Yeah, he flirts with her, says so she's got a nice voice. Uh, and then goes over to Wade Barrett, shakes his hand, and he says, look, you know, I've been, I know you're a fan, uh, but I've noticed something about you. It's not about your commentary. It's about your, your hands. All that bare-knuckle boxing. There's calcium deposits, blah, blah, blah. Be careful. He's this ominous presence now. He's picking out everyone's weaknesses. Uh, and he goes to Vic Joseph. And I was like, where do you start with this one then? Uh, and he says, I heard what you said about my family. I didn't like it, but I sized you up immediately. <laughs> Look at you, tall, slim, soft bone structure. I could probably break, break your collarbone with my bare hands, but I won't. Uh, and he walks into the ring and says, one more person I've got to meet. Bron Breaker. Bron comes out. Bron says, it's in three weeks, it's NXT Heat Wave. Uh, and we're going to get real, real used to each other. We're going to get but, freaky. Yeah. Uh, and you're not going to like it. Uh, it's going to be made official next week, so there's probably going to be some sort of contract signing, one would assume. Uh, and JD does his headbutt to Bron Breaker, goes for the shoulder that he's obviously been targeting, but Bron headbutts him back, and JD, making me taste my own blood. Yeah. And he smirks back at him. Was the, were these shoot headbutts? They were pretty brutal, weren't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, they were quite hard. They were pretty they? stiff. Uh, I wonder if he got busted open for real or if he had the capsule uh, gimmick. Yeah, they, what, where do you start with this, man? Where do you even begin with this? Obviously, right beforehand, there are obvious, clear, and very valid concerns with Jordan Devlin being on TV, mm-hmm. given the weight and volume of the allegations made against him in 2020. Um this gimmick is rubbish. <laughs> it's garbage. Oh, my. I try not to bury stuff, right? I don't think it's a very attractive thing for a, a media person to do. It's not my bag, but this sucks. Um, I don't th- like intense. Yes, they're going for... I don't like it in very small doses. They're going for Patrick Bateman. They're going for American Psycho, aren't they? Because they, yeah. they kind of did this a little bit in NXT UK before he came over. I don't know if you ever saw that vignette of him in his flat doing yoga, looking out the window and going, in the morning when I wake up, I look down upon the little people below. And you're like, he's, <laughs> in, a, he's in a car. And like... Did he uh, wink with sunglasses on in that car? I cannot remember, but probably because he's <laughs> a strange guy. Um, so yeah, it's Patrick Bateman, right? He's He's got Give this... Give me his fucking business card, piss off. He's a good looking guy. He's well-dressed. He's got this lavish lifestyle, but he's a little bit off and you're supposed to be unnerved. And when he talks about like, I'm going to break, like you might break your hand with that hammer there, pal. You're supposed to be like, oh, this is intimidating. This is is creepy. This is getting under my skin. He doesn't come off as Patrick Bateman. He comes off as a botherer. Like he's like an annoying wee guy going around Tesco asking you where the milk is or whatever. It's not, if I'm running this guy and he was like, Andy Murray, that's a nice jumper you got there. You know what happens if you tighten up the collar of that jumper? You could strangle yourself. I wouldn't be freaked out by him. I'd be like, all right, mate. You sure? Over right now, yeah. yeah, sure thing, pal. Speaking of uh, sucks. supermarket, because I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I walked past the seasonal aisle in Tesco yesterday, Andy. Oh, right? Oh. Do you want to say a guess what was in the seasonal aisle? It is the Well, yesterday was the 26th of July. All right. What's the, hmm. So this is the aisle for our American listeners. If you walk past it in September, it's basically full of Christmas stuff already. Yeah. Or no, no, sorry, Halloween stuff, and then the first of November, Christmas stuff, and then the first of January, Easter stuff, probably. I was going to guess Halloween. Okay, it's not Halloween, but it is also like for me. You go July twenty sixth, seasonal. I want barbecue stuff. I want you know, like uh, paddling pools or whatever it may be. It's summer. Yeah. It's summer. Flavoured cider. And it's the summer holidays. Yeah. And this might give you horrible flashbacks to your childhood like it did mine. Already got the back to school stuff up. Oh. They just broke up. Give them a bit of time. Oh, no, those brutal walking kids. in. Remember, kids, you'll be going back to school in five and a half weeks. Yeah. Remember that thing, bastards. Remember that thing you hate? It's right around the <sighs> corner, children. Do you reckon teachers get that same dread? Yeah, absolutely. Absol- although, like... 
teachers, like, that is such a strenuous, stressful job. Yeah, I mean, our job's harder, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously, obviously. Like, have you, honestly, it's hard and all that, like, teaching the minds of tomorrow <laughs> and, you know, taking your work home with you and constant, like, like Ofsted and things like that. But, like, like sometimes we have to sit and watch a four-hour pay-per-view. Yeah, sometimes we have to watch You don't know the meaning of graph. I had to watch NXT 2.0. Oh, we get, we get into the territory now where I love the way I wind up. My mates are all teachers. Or just have the old, kids. The old classics just roll it yeah. out again. Just yeah. I, I, I love it. Like my mates who have kids going, hey, guys, free time is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't actually believe these things. It's just funny. Like, hey, remember when you had disposable income? Well, I still remember it. <laughs> I don't have to spend it. I'm too, obviously, I'm very happy for yeah. everyone. Who's happy. It's just like winding people up is fun. It's, it's fun. the best, isn't it? Yeah. Except on Twitter. Don't do that. Yeah. No, leave me alone on Twitter. I will block you. <laughs> uh, right, another star of the show, another favourite of the pod, Andre Chase. He's getting ready to face Giovanni Vinci, uh, and he asks uh, Bodie Hayward for some in- intel on him. And he says, "Yeah, that guy was a jerk last week because um, uh, he parked the bus in front of his car." It was a great segment. This uh, and uh, Thea Hale's there, and she got so he got she, he got so mad at her, and she had this he had this car and blah blah blah. She wants to fight him basically, uh, but no, it is going to be Andre Chase fighting, and in comes Nathan Fraser. Who, uh, who wants Hello, to my be, lovely. You sound like Andy Bernard. Who's back from injury, and he wants to be the flag bearer tonight. Then we got a video package on Axiom. Uh, it was more comic book stuff. He's a computer. He, uh, <laughs> he was so fast, he was a blur. He's a computer guy. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's a kid. It's a kid under a mask. I've said it time and time again for Adam. It's good that they brought him over to the U.S. because... Yeah. A warehouse in Enfield is no place for a kid. Right, Roxanne Perez uh, is uh, seen holding one of the NXT women's tag team titles. She's got a message for Cora Jade. Uh, she said, you want to throw it away? You want to throw our friendship away? Well, that's fine. But what I can't stand for <laughs> is uh, you throwing one of these titles in the trash. That's too far. And she <laughs> says, and I'm not the only one who thinks this. And in walks WWE Hall of <laughs> Famer Alundra Blaze. She walks in. She's got the trash can. She's got that. She's preserved that bin for a whole week. <laughs> Does she empty the bins? In just kept it. That bin, yeah, that bin had paper plates. It probably had like bananas oh, from way downtown in exactly. there. Exactly. She just kept it. Weird. So person. she holds the bin. Roxy takes the uh, the title out, and uh, she says these titles should be held by people who deserve it. And uh, Blaze announces it won't take long to crown a new champion. There's going to be a fatal four-way tag team match next week. The winners will be the new champions. <laughs> right, mixed emotions about this. Great seal under Blaze, obviously, yeah, yeah. and a nice touch to have her do the belt in the beam stuff. But my only thought, and this came later on, was, oh, cool, who's Cora Jade, uh, who's Roxanne yeah, Perez going to yeah. tag with? to try and win back her tag belts, and then she wasn't in the match. It's a bit rough, isn't it? It's a bit harsh. Unless, 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 I'll give him this, Next week, she's revealed as, like, it's a Fatal Five way. She's got a partner now. Yeah. I feel like a neat way of doing this would have probably been to put, do her and Zoe in the match um, because Zoe obviously has beef with Toxic Attraction who are in the match. And Laura J can take one of them out. Toxic Attraction take yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and idea. Then, yeah, exactly. And then you can do, like, if you, or alternatively, you could do, like, they're going at Gigi and JC to get at Mandy or whatever, like Mandy could throw them in as hurdles. Like there's things you could have done. Yeah, a bit rough on Roxanne Perez. When Medusa showed up, when when Alondra really showed up, I thought she was going to put both the belts in the bin. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's who you go to when she's you got do- history. Yeah, like there are two people you go to when you're doing bin lore. It's her and it's Shane McMahon after Kane killed him. Uh, <laughs> so all that monster on that weird pandemic pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, the bin monster. Was that in the giant ninja segment as well? Yeah, that was them, the Street Profits and Viking Raiders, wasn't it? That was stupid sexy Ivar time as well. Man, what a time to be alive that was. It does feel like a pandemic sort of fever dream, doesn't it? That definitely happened. I think I wrote a a news article on the website titled Bin Monster Eats Ivar or something on... Remember when a shark ate someone as well? Yeah, do you remember when uh, Rey Mysterio lost an eye? They didn't mention that in the 20th anniversary. Yeah, strange strange that, isn't it? It was a little ping pong ball that was painted. It's out. Man, you know what? The pandemic era. got better, though. You did it? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Remember, like, all that random stuff in the pandemic era, you had guys... Like random developmental guys, just like Denzel DeJournette and stuff. Oh, yeah. Showing up on Raw for four weeks and then disappearing. You had uh, Duke Hudson before he was Duke Hudson and MVP was managing him yeah. and all this. Who's his tag partner again? Oh, was that, was that Slapjack? Was it Slappy? Was it Slapjack before he was Slapjack? Man, it might have been. 
She, yeah, Shane Thorne. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Wow. What's T-Bar up to these days? Main He's event. Getting, he, he said he was getting big chance in MSG when they were filming main event, so... <laughs> Big shot over here on main event. And when has he ever lied on social media? Oh, this so. is it. Remember when he blocked Sidgwick? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Michael. Right, it was time for Andre Chase versus Giovanni Vinci. Uh, I haven't actually had a chance Giovanni to Vinci. ask you about this. Your thoughts on Giovanni Vinci's entrance where he poses. Love it. it. I think it's amazing. Love it. It's like a good version of the computery guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I love this, like character it's dumb as hell but it's great um i obviously liked fabian eichner serious wrestle boy but i like him as gucci man because that's what it is he's got the gucci themed attire he's like sexy he's a fashion guy i can't imagine going back in time like two or three years where we were sat here reviewing nxt and going i get it you know walter yeah but aside from walter oh my god imperium are so Boring. <laughs> and now you've got Ludwig Kaiser and Gunther yeah. tearing it up. Getting chopped. Like, we talked about this on the news. Gunther could be a world champion mm-hmm. in the next few years, knowing Triple H in charge. Got abs now. And Eichner has gone from just a guy in Imperium to we suddenly realized, oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Like he's ridiculously strong. He showcased it here. Uh was this the one where he caught someone going for a blockbuster? Have I have I mixed that up with another match? I feel yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. This Caught was... Chase going for a blockbuster and just went, nope, delayed yeah. suplex. So good, that. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, and yeah, he just nails the whole cha-ching. I unapologetically love everything about this gimmick, yeah. And also, this is incredibly biased from me, is, is Andre Chase really getting over as well? Andre Chase can go. He can, the... oh, he can always go. He can always go. But yeah. like... Shout to the Bravado brothers. I know he. I know he. He's. He, I think he's my. He's not a jobber per se. Yeah. He's. He's the sort of next level jobber up. to the stars. Yeah. Yeah. But he might be my favorite. Yeah, he's good. He's so good. He like get fired. He got fired up at one point with Vinci just posing for the crowd. So he hit him with an uppercut, huge drop kick, uh, and oh, actually, the real thing they got him fired up and sent Vinci into the post um, was. The desecration, in the words of Vic Joseph, of the chase you flag. He snapped it in half. How could he? How could he? How could he desecrate that sacred relic? Oh, boy. Don't get to... Like, Nathan Fraser was honoured to be holding that yeah. briefly. And now, look what's happened. And what then when they do? came back from the break, Brody Hayward was just sort of waving what was yeah. left of it, which I quite like. I love Brody Hayward He's as well. funny. I do like the way they, they reference this thing. Like, it was the U.S. Like constitution or like the holy oh. grail or something where on earth are they gonna get another one left yeah he can't can't do that i don't know campus <laughs> uh i do like this the chase you stomps as well yeah great stuff it's fun i i don't think this was quite the and i quote absolute classic that wade barrett said it was no um, ricky steamboat and rick flair said say hello <laughs> um, but it was fun. It was yeah. Good. It was probably Andre Chase's best TV match so far. I, I think. I also don't think I realised that um, one of uh, Andre Chase's moves is called the Fratliner. There you go. Which is immaculate. I, I love nonsense like puns like that. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Vinci basically has really the last, last ride as his finisher now. Yeah, sit out last ride. One, two, three. Liger he beats, beats up Andre Chase post match. Uh, but Nathan Fraser jumps in, and that Nathan is going to be Fraser. an absolute ripper as well. Yeah. Fraser versus Vinci. Nathan Fraser popped in the ring and said, "Oh, hello, my lady." <laughs> and now said, that match should be absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Yes, Vinci rules. Fraser rules. Yeah. I wish his name wasn't Nathan Fraser. It's such an anti-star name, isn't it? And like, usually when someone gets a weird name, you get over it really. Like I'm over Gunther now. I'm just kind of used to. Yeah. It. Uh, despite you know the dodgy connotations uh, with the yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, with the other person who has that name um, and the Stark surname. But <laughs> I, every single time I I see Nathan Brazier, I just think, God, that is a terror. It's such a bad name. Was it's it like Ben a, Carter? Yeah, Ben Carter, which is a little bit better. Not ideal. It's like calling someone a Gary Smith. Yeah, like which is a nothing wrong with that name in real life, Gary Smith. If you're listening, however. It's it's you know it's not it's not a billboard name, is it? Yeah, look, WWE. There is a there is a happy medium between yeah yeah John Smith yeah and uh, uh, apostrophe yeah or something William Morrington. It's yeah. not a star name, you know, like yeah, Billy something. Bulldog or something. <laughs> Call him uh, Benji, but Bill. I don't what's, know. What's something British. Fish McChips. 
There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, Diamond Mine again, Jelly fight deal. up backstage. Uh, Ivy Niles happy they're united. Ominous. Yeah. Uh, Damon Kemp says that the family ain't ready for them. And Strong says, you know what? I think Tony D'Angelo's actually been good for us. Uh, and Julius, who's fast becoming the sort of leader of this group, it was quite a nice touch here that it wasn't Roderick Strong firing up his team. It was really Julius. Yeah. Uh, doesn't care what happens out there. If you get hurt, you push on through. Let's drop Tony and uh, all that team's bitch asses. And they circle up and they they head out. Then you've got Liz, Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Ferroz uh, talking about the tag team title match next week and the, uh, the wise head of Sanger. The Undertaker of NXT 2.9. <laughs> in fact, he's had about three matches officially. <laughs> Says uh, he believes in them. They're going to be and new champions next week. Uh, and then there's also Caden Carter and Katana Chance. They're not happy uh, about the title being chucked in the trash. Um, they should be, uh, those titles should be around the waist of two true friends, the real. You know, the, the real, real best, best real best friends, the yeah. real best tag team here. Pro wrestling. In comes uh, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, I think is her name, who's been <laughs> under Ivy Nile's wing. They're going to win the titles next week. And I'm like, what? <laughs> who's Roxanne Perez? But yeah. hopefully that'll be sorted next week. Anyway, in comes Electra Lopez and says, oh, yeah, Diamond Mine's losing tonight. And they brawl to make sure that neither of them can be ringside for this match, presumably. Boy, the shaky cam was off the charts here, wasn't it? This was a new level of shaky cam for this beatdown. Jings. Uh, And then a brief match, as I mentioned earlier, being advertised. Indy Hartwell versus uh, Ariana Grace. Uh, Short on this. Grace tried to cheat by putting her feet on the ropes. Ref caught her, walked straight into a high kick, and Hartwell pinned her a very very, very simple by-the-numbers match that yeah, still wasn't that great. Extremely basic to the point that I have next to nothing to say about it. So I'll say next to nothing about it and say it was uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, time for Von Wagner to talk. <laughs> Robert Stone's there. He heard about Solisicoa's challenge, and he says, look, Von Wagner's got no remorse. He knocked out his high school football coach for trying to take him out of the game. Like well, 10 well, years ago. When boy, he was I'd love to see that footage. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Wagner says, Von Wagner cuts him across and says, I'm not, I'm not declining the challenge. And Stone's like, come on, think about this. Work with me on this. Uh, and talks about Sophia leaving. No. Obviously do what she's doing. And uh, Von Wagner says, she, doesn't want, she wants to be a model. I don't give a <laughs> shit. The match is on for next week, basically. Good. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like, this brand, out of every brand, maybe in wrestling history, is has the highest volume of people I would not want to hang out with. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just strange human beings. Yep. Like, Von Wagner is one of them. J.D. McDonough, the character and the human being. Uh, it also has people you really like to hang out with as well, like Millie yeah. Blade and Idris Anofi and Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. What a stra- It's so strange, isn't it? Like, Cameron Grimes, obviously. Would you want to spend a single moment of your life with the hanging out? Hanging out with the jism. Yeah, exactly. Or Grayson Waller, who's so annoying, but in a good way, obviously. Yeah, they're total freaks, these people. And Von Wagner's one of them. Um, if you had to invite <laughs> five people to your birthday party... From, from NXT, from NXT 2.0. 2.0. who are you picking? Oh, no. Oh, what on earth is this question? Andre Chase. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my list, okay? Cody. Body. Just do the whole of Chase U. Everyone yeah. in Chase U. Can Chase U. Because he keeps sacking people, or I don't think he can, can sack people from university, but he manages to do it yeah. every week. Also, they're at college, so they're probably quite fun. Yeah. So there you go. Beer keg. Beer keg. There you go. I wouldn't actually invite like Carmelo because he's too, too cool. awesome too and cool. yeah, I look bad. Feel really inadequate. Cameron um, Grimes, he can he can finance the party a little bit. <laughs> I'd have Cameron, obviously. Andre Chase. Braun would be a bit too intense. I feel like he'd pick up the keg and start doing bicep yeah, curls. Vibes would, he'd mess the vibes yeah. up, wouldn't he? Babyface era of Von Wagner, maybe, because he'd be doing some 12-ounce curls, Cal. I love him, but I don't think Tony's getting invited. No, no, he's a, free, he's a freak. Maybe Stax. <laughs> maybe Stax can come, but don't tell Tony. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Hey, uh, hey Stax, wait. I'll just head out, boys. I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> We've still got it. Don't put on fine, my friends. <laughs> Uh, how many have we got there, then? Four, I think. Can we have the Creed brothers? Yeah, they're quite weird as well, though. They slap each other and stuff. No one's normal. Roxanne Perez. Roxanne okay, Perez yeah, normal. she seems quite down to earth. There we go. And <laughs> it's for the same reason as Bron Breaker in terms of, oh, that's too much vibes. 
Thea Hale's not invited. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's uh, she's intense. Yeah, she's too too flipping out. Can we just have some like you know burgers and just have a sit for a bit? You know yeah. who seems like quite relaxed? Wesley. Oh yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have this outlandish character where he goes nuts. Yeah, let's get Wesley in. Yeah, Why good not? point. Uh, speaking of my birthday, still time to send presents slash money. <laughs> So his cash app. on the pod yesterday. And his cash like, app, for some reason, is Andy H. Murray. So that's still nothing yet. To. Nothing yeah. yet, but, you know, still time. PayPal.com forward slash <laughs> Andrew Murray, the <laughs> wrestling one. That's Adam's uh, PayPal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, Kiana James does a little PowerPoint presentation on why Nikita <laughs> Lyons sucks. She's disgusted by Nikita Lyons and her clothing. She's got bad behavior she wasn't wearing. She wears not too, too little clothing. She doesn't fit the model of what a woman in NXT should be. And there's going to be another one next week. I quite like this. But I love I love PowerPoint presentations. So. Drew Gulak. Yeah. The, this character is 100% supposed to... It's like a right to censor thing, right? It's supposed to represent people who are complaining about like the sexualization of women in NXT. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> like Bruce or whoever came up with this idea is sitting there going, ah, that'll get the wokes. But you don't, <laughs> you, you don't want to start on this road. Yeah. Because every... Like, if she's if you're if you you know applying logic to this, why she just focusing on Nikita? It should be the entire yeah. women's division, basically. Yeah, and that's not down to them. That's not the hair decision, is it? Let's be honest. No. Uh, we get a vignette uh, all about Lash Legend and Alba Fire. Uh, Fire says she can survive anything, and Legend because she does sports stuff says it's three strikes and you're out. Uh, yeah, I'll go down in Good. flames. I'll drag you down with me. Good luck getting something out of Lash Legend, Alba mm. Fire. Um, Best person to work with Kate, the former Katie yeah. Ray, but she's very good. Lash Legend, and uh, I just got to say it like it is, has un- been in some of the worst TV matches I've seen over the past few years, which is a shame because she has an incredible athletic background. I believe she was in she was she was a basketball player and yeah. stuff, and like I love the character's good, but like it's not coming. T- she is the epitome of someone who could use a more robust house show loop for yes. for practice. More time on the house show loop, less time yes, doing sir. a weird talk show that's just disappeared from our screens. Yeah, lashing out. Mm. Main event time, eight-man tag, D'Angelo family versus Diamond Mine. Uh, the two leaders start us off, Tony D and uh, Roderick Strong. Sends Storm Strong into the corner, gets arm dragged down for his efforts because Strong's a very good technical wrestler. Yeah, he can wrestle. Uh, at one point, he <laughs> broke down into a huge brawl with them all standing in the ring and swinging for each other, and Julius Creed just diving across to fight people. Uh, he got the... Uh, Ankle lock on Tony D, who gets pulled outside to safety, and Brutus hits that mint cannonball off the apron that's going to break his ankles one day. But until someone's going to die, it. probably an ankle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, during the break, the family take over. Brutus is in trouble. He manages to get over and tag in Damon Kemp. He runs wild. Uh, but at one point, when he's hoisting up Cruz del Toro, Wild comes in uh, to chop block his leg, uh, and they work him over. Quick tags. They do sort of like a was it called a unicorn stampede when the New Day used to do it? Yeah. Uh, Kemp finally manages to get over his, t- his corner to bring in Julius Creed. Creed's great on a hot tag, man. He's Looks really, really good. good. Cleans house. Uh, he, je- he leapt up onto the top turnbuckle to hit a superplex on Wild and a German suplex on Tony D. But Tony D eventually cuts him off. But Julius then counters that into an ankle lock. In comes Sticks to break it up. And this is the one where, right, you come in, boom, take you out. Bomb, so bomb, 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 bomb. Brutus takes st- Stacks out with this great shoulder tackle that sends him flying. Uh, Wild and Del Toro then do that uh, mint double team move on Brutus. Kemp knocks Wild out of the ring. Kemp takes a missile dropkick from Del Toro. Strong hits Del Toro with a knee strike. Julius then hits him with a sliding lariat. They do the same to Joaquin Wild. Julius and Roddy look at each other. They're diamond miner. They're, they're all working together. And Julius holds up D'Angelo so Strong can hit that jumping knee strike of his. But at the last second, Tony D moves out of the way. Strong hits Julius Creed with the jumping knee instead. In sticks, takes Strong out of the ring. And basically, Tony D picks up the lifeless corpse of Julius Creed. Hits his finisher on him. One, two, three. A win for the family. And more problems for Diamond Mine. Yeah. Did, the, did a good job of telling that story of the family being more fluid and cohesive. Um, and Everything's fine and nothing will ever go wrong again. There you go. Diamonds don't scratch uh, <laughs> on the other side. Yeah, and then Diamond Mine being a bit more dysfunctional. Um, 
But that story means nothing if it isn't reflected in the work. And the good news here is it was reflected yeah. in the work. They did a, the heels did a good job or whatever alignments we're playing with here. The family did a good job of isolating people and building to hot tags that were paid off extremely well, especially when they came from Julius, who is absolutely awesome. Yeah, um, got real summit there, aren't they? They do, they do. You can see why WWE sees so much in the Creed brothers, but Julius particu- in particular... Um, I've loved these guys since they first arrived. I like that that meathead jock energy. <laughs> I always love that gimmick from the Steiner brothers to Kurt Angle to whoever else has played it in various parts of their careers. It's a winner with me. You can be totally pish at wrestling and play the gimmick. <laughs> and, for, and I'll still like it, but fortunately these guys are good. Yeah, Julius was awesome here. He was so good. Things like just launching guys across, I think it was stacks he put across the ring with the suplex. Crazy stuff. And then the hot tag leaping on the top rope, the leapfrog, all of that. The guy rules so much. Um, Really looking forward to seeing how his career pans out. But yeah, good main event. Bomb fest towards the end. Nice and exciting. Told its story, got in, got out, didn't overstay its welcome. They hid the weaknesses of the less advanced workers like... uh, I'm sorry, Tony's not very good, but he was hidden in this match. Um, and actually, like, I know Damon Kemp was only in the ring for about a minute or whatever, but, like, his he had a little hot tag that was good as well. Yeah. Showed some nice spinny, slammy stuff. Um, I don't want to draw a comparison between him and a more exper- much more experienced wrestler, but, like, some of his moves look a bit Jeff Cobbish, which mm, I appreciate. Point, um, yeah. Obviously, they, have am- they both have amateur backgrounds, but, like, spinny, slammy stuff rules, so... Yeah, fun, good main event. Yeah, pretty good show this week on the whole. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And it was a, a, a bit weird because I was very happy, obviously, that the family got the win, and I can't wait till next week where Roderick Strong inevitably blames Julius Creed for getting kneed yeah. in the face or yeah. whatever it may be. <laughs> How did you lose, brother? But I, uh, I, I also had that little panic. You know, when you're watching something, you're like, oh, there's still a bit of time left in yeah. this, and I was like. No, don't have Santos come back now. Look how happy this family is. It's a happy family. But it wasn't that. It was a, a weird conclusion with Alundra Blaze leaving, taking the tag battles home with her to clean, presumably because the one's in the bin in the bin for a week. You need um, to disinfect those. Yes. she. Uh, she's asked who she thinks is going to win the tag titles. And she said, look, whoever's the last team standing will have earned the right to be called champions. Here comes JC Jane and Gigi Dolin, though, and they go, ah, come on, Alundra, give us the belts. No. And she goes, okay, psych! Doesn't give them to him uh, and says, look, you have to win him next week if you want him. And they they ran at her yeah, as the show closes. The but nice appearance from a London brace. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're doing bin lore, you have to get her involved, don't you? <laughs> you have to, you have to. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, uh, let us know your <laughs> thoughts on this show uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch so you can follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Gavin. That it does. H is silent. Yeah, uh, you go <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said, uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Andy will be back a little bit later on today to look ahead to AW Daniel Mate and the which one is it this week? Fight for the Fallen show, Fighter Fest of the Beach, indeed that one. Uh, but for now, and guts being in the NXT Dubai oh, review. My thanks, to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.